Welcome, Patriots, back to the Dorian Show. How are you guys doing? There's a lot going on in the world right now. We got the U.S.-Iran nuclear deal coming up tomorrow, Tuesday, and they're going to decide what's going to happen over a soccer game, believe it or not. Um, everything in the world has stood still. You know, no one cares about Russia, Ukraine no more, about China, lockdowns, and war in the Middle East. Because everything's going to be settled over the World Cup. And I got to say, I'm I'm suckered into it. Like, I, I just got this scarf. Check this out, man. I've never been more proud of being an American than right now during the U.S. Uh, World Cup. I got to say, I will immediately disown this country if they lose uh, tomorrow to Iran. Cause, because there's nothing more important than the World Cup, guys. And... And I know this because I saw what happened to the Mexico team yesterday. Shout out to all my Mexican friends out there. You know, tough loss. Uh, they lost to Argentina yesterday, um, also known as uh, the South American Nazis. If you guys didn't know, the Nazis, there's a high number of Nazis that fled Germany and ended up in uh, Argentina, which is, which is uh, crazy to say enough. Um, but... Yeah, I'm a huge soccer fan every four years. Um, I think the U.S. could win it all because, you know, because of freedom and liberty, guys. So there's that. I'm not going to take this off until unless the U.S. loses. And if they lose, I will for sure be returning the scarf. Uh, speaking of uh, American pride, uh, how about you guys been hearing the FTX bonanza in the news right now? Uh and <laughs> Involving world American hero Sam Bankman-Fried, also known as SPF. Dude, this guy just basically stole billions and billions of dollars from investors everywhere. And, I mean, this was kind of <laughs> threw under a rug, but he's also like the second biggest donor to the Democratic Party. I think he donated over like $40 million to Biden himself, maybe hundreds of millions. I mean, a lot of people hate this guy, but this is this guy's living the American dream. I mean, what what is more American than like ripping off the people and uh, trying to get favor through uh, through politics? This is this is what uh, politicians have been doing since the beginning of time. And I don't know uh, if I don't know if uh, this this shows how corrupt the American system is, or that. All rich people are connected somehow. This guy, SBF, like both parents are like really tied into like academia. They're like huge professors and whatnot. I think his mom runs one of the biggest foundations that donates to uh, the Democrats. And his dad was like Gary Ginsler's boss at one time at the college, which is insane. I'm not I'm not saying he uh, he and like the Democrats are like colluding and stuff like that. I'm just saying that people are well connected. I'm sure the Republicans have the same thing. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, like the the uh, what's his name? Trump's uh, son-in-law is like runs a hedge fund that's worth billions of dollars and the number and the only funder they have is uh, from Saudi Arabia so I don't know all these fools are connected they're all it's all bad man you know it's all yeah it's all bad but 
whatever it's American dream. I I would love to have a billion dollars I could donate to to uh, the Democrats or the Republicans. Man, I just I just want to be be in that group, guys. Like, please invite me to be part of that. Um, I would donate you billions of dollars if you in return gives me uh, give me billions of dollars. Well, one um, what, what one's crazy thing I've been noticing on uh, on Twitter is like how much the mainstream media is kind of like throwing the whole fraud thing under under the uh, under the bus cuz this guy's basically committed fraud. He base he says he says that his company um FTX is just like a platform for you to trade kind of like a stock trader, stock exchange kind of like Coinbase for those who who are trading crypto, but he he says he doesn't use investors funds to trade and he basically lied. He basically transferred all investors' funds to his sister company, uh, Alameda Research, and he basically just went ham gambling away with people's money. So this is 100% fraud, allegedly. God, please don't sue me because I got no money. But it's it's pretty much fraud. I think it's safe to say it is fraud. But, like, the, for example, the New York Times was like, uh, Sam Bankman Freed wanted to donate money to uh, solve world problems. Now he's unable to do that because he's filing for bankruptcy. It's not just bankruptcy. This guy is a huge fraud. And you wonder why I'm like, who? This is why people don't trust the media anymore, the mainstream media anymore. And and I don't know why they publish it. Like, who are they trying to? Who, who are these articles for? Like, it's not even the truth. You know, I mean, I get it if it's like. Yeah, if it's the truth, you know what I mean? If it's if it's like in the middle, if you're just putting out if you're just putting out uh just the details, the facts of the case, then it it should be fine. But like that title is insane. Who is that for? Like who's gonna read that Oh yeah, yeah. The Sam Bankman Freed guy's a good guy. Nobody, I think. I don't think so, dude. I don't know. This is why people don't trust the just mainstream media especially if there's twitter and like the internet around like everybody could get news like this and you could get fact checked like this and i don't even know why they bother bother lying you know what i mean like all the news is like read on the internet and who reads who reads news like who reads like physical copies of new york Times anymore the new york times i don't know i guess old people but i don't know what else i got here uh, also on the news it's crazy. It's uh, things people are saying we're in a recession, but apparently Taylor Swift uh, concert tickets are going for like forty thousand dollars. You know what I mean? People are getting upset. It's crazy how 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 like the how how the government will jump into action the moment uh, white white women get mad in the USA. Apparently, all these Taylor Swift fans are trying to buy uh, these pre-sales um, of her concert. Through Ticketmaster, who everybody hates, by the way. We know they're the devil. They're also partnered with Live Nation, who, like, I guess, like, manages a bunch of, uh, a bunch of, uh, what do you call it? Celebrities, artists, and whatnot. And yeah, it's a collusion. I get it. And apparently, people were trying to get these tickets, but Ticketmaster really fucked up the whole pre-sale situation and just allowed bots to buy up all all the tickets and in return these guys are reselling it on Ticketmaster 
for like thousands and thousands of dollars. And I'm not just talking about like one or two thousand. These are like forty thousand dollars to send a nosebleeds to watch Taylor Swift on a big screen. And number one, I'm like, who who's buying all these tickets for like forty thousand dollars? That doesn't make any sense, man. I won't. I don't even. I won't even go to. I won't even go to like a Lakers game because tickets are like two hundred dollars in nosebleeds. Like, who would pay thousands of dollars to watch Taylor Swift one time? It's insane. And and every and like the moment. Anyway, I just want to say, Ticketmaster has been doing this for years. Ticketmaster have been selling tickets for insane prices, and then they tax people. They tax like people who buy tickets for like twenty five percent. So guess what? You buy your tickets from them for 25%, then you resell it, and then they get to get another 25% when you resell it through their made-up fees. And this has been going on for years, and the government hasn't been able to do anything about it until they pissed off the Taylor Swift fans. And now uh, we got uh, AOC texting uh, on Twitter, I mean, about it. And now they're looking, they're... They're investigating into Ticketmaster and if they are having a monopoly on the ticket sales, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And of course they do. But speaking of which, like they, they are clearly, they're clearly just taking crazy money off the consumers and people are just buying because they don't have any, any other choice. Because I bought stuff from Ticketmaster and I'm like, ah, oh, this is just a fee I have to pay. But you would think like when they're, robbing the consumers of so many dollars that they would be just swimming in cash but not really when you look at their financials for um, their parent company live nation their operating margin is like six percent dude like if you are just draining people of their hard-earned money you should be making a lot more money than that like i would almost say Ticketmaster and live nation is like uninvestable you know what i mean like they are barely making a profit, sure, the revenues are huge, but like profit-wise, they're not doing that well considering how much people hate them, you know what I mean? But I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do with Ticketmaster. I hope, I, I don't know, I'm torn. I don't know if the, the government should do something about it. I'm also, I love the free market because, you know, America, baby, you know, just let them destroy themselves. But I guess there are people that would buy tickets for $40,000 to see Taylor Swift. I don't know. I guess people still have money. I thought we were in a recession. <laughs> are we in a recession? How are people paying for $40,000 to go see Taylor Swift when, when we are in a recession? You know what I mean? I keep hearing about this recession for a year, for like the whole year right now. You know, they're like, oh, interest rates are going up. Inflation is going up. And things are getting more expensive, believe me. Like gas is crazy expensive. Um, Food is expensive, you know what I mean? McDonald's is expensive. And, but then I'm like, people still have money. People still have money to go get Taylor Swift, you know, Taylor Swift stuff. The tickets to see Taylor Swift. We, people are still spending money on, on shit, on Black Friday. People are buying Air Jordan. Jordans are going up in price, man. I thought it was this was a, I thought this was a recession, man. People are still buying Jordans like crazy. You know what I mean? Like people keep telling, they keep telling me in the news that housing prices are going down. I'm like, they haven't. I haven't seen any houses price housing prices coming down. They're like, oh, housing prices are down 20, 30 percent. I'm like, really? I haven't seen it. Homes in California are still like eight hundred thousand dollars for a shack 
in LA and anything that I want is like over a million dollars. I can't spend that much. Okay. I'm looking for housing prices to crash to 50% down to $500,000. And then maybe, maybe I could finally afford to buy a house, but there is no recession. I think the recession is a myth, to be honest. Um, until I see otherwise, everything's still expensive. Airbnbs are stupid expensive. Okay? It doesn't seem like any prices are falling. So, yeah, show me the recession, okay, guys? Show me the recessions. <sighs> One of the good news, I guess. There's good news. Or it's bad news, uh, depending on which side you stand in a recession. I welcome recession because even our weights have not recessed, dude. People are so fat. I've watched. I was watching this one clip on YouTube for this my six hundred pound life. Like some lady was eating like four Papa John's large pizza and like fifty chicken wings just for dinner, and she she had to like roll up in a in a freaking wheelchair and like had the delivery guy like just put it on her lap and she like wheels her back herself back to go eat this meal clearly she's not in a recession how is she affording all this stuff with no job by the way you know and she's just not getting any skinnier i mean in a recession you would think people would just cut back on eating but not 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 america baby not america we do really need a recession um, but on on the news on the news front, they they I, I just read something. They said that a lot of people are starting to take loans out of their uh, housing, so they're taking like a home equity equity uh, line of credit, basically using their home home as a credit card, which could be bad in in the the coming year or two. You know what I mean? Like is they're taking out according to this article sixty six billion dollars worth of home equity which is an insane amount of uh spending borrowing and i mean a home equity line i think is pretty uh no it's pretty high it's like six percent right now so so i don't know maybe a recession is coming once these fools aren't able to pay off their loans because people were talking um that the housing inventory is still low and a bunch of people are already locked in their house their mortgage rates at like 2%, 3%. No one's selling to get a higher mortgage rate. And there's still not enough homes for them to come down. Like people are still looking to buy homes. And people that could afford them will still pay the higher price. But this $66 billion in home equity could be the catalyst to kind of send everything crashing. A lot of tech companies are already laying people off. Twitter, Facebook. What are the other ones? Google, Coinbase. A bunch of places are like are laying off people, like thousands and thousands of people in tech, in the Bay Area at least. And uh, so far what people are saying, like there are still plenty of tech jobs out there. Sure, they might not be able to get like a $300 salary like they were getting at Google, which is insane. I need to get a job at Google. Um, but that they, they might not be getting that that uh, huge pain anymore but they're still getting uh there's still jobs available in the six figures department um i hear a lot of people in marketing and sales are getting fired in the tech companies so it's probably gonna be a little bit harder for them to get a new job the truth is like a lot of there's still a lot of jobs that are not cut yet 
you know, in like a lot of the white collar sect- sectors, like you haven't heard anything about the banks cutting jobs. None of the restaurants, none of the big companies, Walmart's not cutting jobs, Target's not cutting jobs, Costco's not cutting jobs. Like once those companies are going to cut jobs, and then that's when we're going to hit a recession. We're not even close to a recession, you guys. Like sure, stocks are falling, but stocks don't have a. To me personally, like stocks just don't reflect what's going on in real society. Because most people I know, me, my friends, my parents, whatever, like we buy stocks, and we basically never take that money out again. So we could <laughs> that 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 money could become like it could grow, it could shrink. But we're not t- taking that taking that money out because we are long term. Most people are long term investors. I think, even though you might hear people that are like trading every day, but I think most people in the middle class are just long term investors. It doesn't really bother me. Sure, it bothers me. It makes me sad if my stocks go to zero. But like that, it, it doesn't really affect me because I have a job and I have a steady income. And it re- my life hasn't really changed much because I'm still able to buy stuff. Sure, it's more expensive, but. But so what? But like once people start losing their jobs in the in the white collar sector and the blue collar sector, that's when shit's gonna hit the fan, and that's when that's when housing prices, I believe, are gonna are gonna really drop. And I don't think that's gonna happen until at least the middle of twenty twenty three, right? The end, it's it's already the end of the year. Maybe some big companies are gonna start uh, laying off people because they have earnings coming up. Um, in December, not in December. I mean, they report earnings in March, actually. But I think a lot of companies are gonna start laying off uh, people so they could like stack their balance sheet in like February and March, so they can say, "Oh, we're caught, we're caught, cost, cost saving." Excuse me, I'm burping by cutting jobs. Um, fortunately, that's what they care about—the bottom line. So I'm thinking probably December. They're gonna start cutting jobs, and then the and into like the first quarter of 2023. That's that's when we're gonna see like massive cuts, especially on like more white collar jobs, people in sales, marketing, banking, uh, whatever whatever else they do. I don't know, social science. <laughs> I don't know. The, and then the they're gonna cut. They're gonna cut jobs. The Fed's gonna keep increasing increasing uh interest rates so people are not gonna stop people are gonna stop spending companies aren't gonna be able to borrow that's when we're gonna see hits and then after that couple months after that probably midway into 2023 people are gonna start losing their jobs because like i said they have this huge credit debt on their home on their homes on their home equity and then uh they if you don't repay that you could lose your home and i think even the people that secure low interest on their loans like some of them aren't going to be able to pay for uh their home equity loans right now because the reason they're taking it out right now is to spend to pay bills and maybe some of them are uh you know remodeling their homes but i'm guessing 66 billion dollars in remodel i don't think so a lot of people are probably out there using it as a credit card and they're going to have problems paying it back and guess what when the banks come knocking on the door when the homes are, are like underwater, a lot of people are going to lose their homes. And then that, that leads to like all these other people that are just gambling their money and like investment properties. I'm predicting I'm not, not financial advice, not financial advice or all of its financial advice. I don't care who cares. Once those, 
these people that actually invest in homes to like lend out, especially these Airbnb homes, they're gonna get eaten up. Like they're they're not gonna be able to pay for their mortgage on their second, third, fourth home that they just rent on Airbnbs. They're gonna be forced to drop um, the rates of Airbnbs, and you, we already know Airbnbs are stupid high because of all the cleaning fees on top of like the two hundred dollar cleaning fee. On top of the $200 a night at like some dirty home in New Mexico. And they expect you to like clean the toilet and shit. Like this, like that bubble is going to end. Airbnb, I think Airbnb is going to be fine because they don't actually own any of the properties. But Airbnb, like homeowners are going to take a massive hit. Prices are going to go down. People that like to travel will be good because they're like, oh, I get to go stay at a dirty apartment in Hollywood for $100 again. Those people will be fine, but the homeowners, they're going to take a major hit. Businesses that are built around Airbnb, like people that just goes out and cleans for people, like that's going to take a hit for sure. These fools are going to lose their money. Um, uh, I think people are, uh, these people are talking about like BlackRock and Blackstone, like buying up all these rental properties. They're probably going to take a huge hit too. They're going to be forced to sell their, uh, sell their place at a loss. Um, I don't know if they're gonna keep these properties because if, if if they're underwater in property and, and rent prices go down during recession, it might or might not. If it goes down, like I don't know if they're gonna keep those on their balance sheet, right? Because that's like a thirty year, um, thirty year like uh, a th- asset or liability on their balance sheet. And they're just gonna hold like a losing asset for thirty years. I don't think so. I think. BlackRock and Blackstone are just going to sell them for cheap and uh, cut their losses, you know. Um, and that's what. And people were afraid of that. They're all, all these institutional buyers are uh, are just buying all the homes and driving the prices up. And they are, but like once a bubble is, creates, like that's when it equals out. And and I hope I'm right about this, but because of their if BlackRock and Blackstone are smart, they're just going to keep that. You could just write write off the losses, but they should just keep the homes and just buy more homes when they drop. So they could just have a monopoly on the world, you know, but I don't know. I think people aren't, aren't very smart and they're very short-term minded. So I think all these institutional buyers are just going to sell. Are just going to sell. Um, we see like a Redfin and Zillow selling out all selling of their homes out at a loss because they're trying to do all the i buyer stuff so i don't know maybe it'll hit blackstone and blackrock i don't know i hope they sell come i mean it's kind of crazy if they don't which is insane that people have to like uh you know compete with these huge multi-billion dollar companies i think that more than they have like a trillion dollar under management which is insane so i hope it's not true i mean i hope they sell um, but if they don't, then uh, we're screwed. And we're going to rent from these guys forever. Or we could just buy BlackRock and Blackstone stocks, I guess. If we buy their stock, then technically they work for us. Uh, I don't know. Their stock's way too high right now. I wouldn't buy it. But more on that later. What else we have here? BTS, after being disbanded, they're... Uh, going to join the military in South Korea, which is an insane thing to think about that BTS is uh, joining the military. Can you imagine being in a war with the South Koreans? I don't know who's in war with them. Maybe North Korea. Just imagine like seeing BTS just like or whatever they sing and they just like 
shoot you right in the head. Like the, the last thing you see before you die a gruesome death is seeing a pretty Korean guy with gold blonde hair just like, oh, and uh, shoot you in the face. That's insane. But um, I don't know. I, I what do you what do you guys think about mandatory military service? Do you think that should be okay in the U.S.? I don't know. I'm guessing no. Like half of it, I'm just like, oh, you guys shouldn't. Uh, we shouldn't make people do this because of uh, freedom and liberty and forced military service is kind of like slavery. But I don't know. Like I think forced military slavery could bring the country you know a little bit closer together like we are so sep we're so split the democrats and republicans but at the same time i'm like that's just more propaganda the military propaganda to bring the people together but they could just be lying to us and brainwashing us in the military kind of like what they do in the public education system but i don't know maybe there's a middle ground to it you know i think this is what they should do, okay? I think the government should stop giving out freaking student loans, okay? There, I've said it. Student loans are the reason why it's, why it costs so much uh, to go to college these days because there's supply and demand. The colleges know you have a bunch of money. There's basically an unlimited supply of money because anybody, like, 17, 18 years old could just take on hundreds of thousands of loans just to go to college to get, a, like, a what do you call it? liberal arts degree, which is something that I have. And let me tell you, it's a shit waste of money. I've, I've got three degrees guys and I've spent my and my parents, this money, like over, like over six figures for sure. Like $150,000 minimum for three degrees. And let me tell you it, it's really not worth it. It's I should just I should just have gone and uh, went to work, which is some of these uh, kids did in Alabama, which I'm gonna get into next. But yeah, don't I think here the military should just just pay for certain colleges, okay? Colleges with degrees, I mean certain degrees that are actually beneficial, right? If you want to take you want to become a doctor or engineer or a computer science major. You know what I mean? Or you want to make drugs so you could charge people way more money. Anything that's like, it's an important skill. Yeah. I Yeah. Give out loans to these people that join the military for two years. This is a good trade-off. You know, you come to the military for two years, get in shape, learn how to love the country, and they'll pay for two years of your college for an actual useful degree. And then all those other like stupid degrees, like the ones I got, like, you know, I don't know, like art history or, or like feminist history or feminist studies or whatever, or gender studies, all this like bullshit, just fine. If people want to study them, let them study them, but like, don't give out loans to them. Like what kind of jobs do you think you could get? What exactly, like what technical skills do you actually learn from those degrees? I didn't learn it. I still had to be trained. You know what I mean? I, I had to like, for my job, I had to like read books and discuss and, and develop like skills and knowledge. And I can just do that on my own. I've learned more on my own reading on most topics than my three degrees than, than I've actually learned in school. Okay. That's the truth. You know what I mean? Go to the library. The books are free. You're basically, you can get a free education from YouTube and, um, and the library and books are cheap. You get a Kindle or whatever. But yeah, just uh, that, I think that's a what was the time about? Oh yeah, the military and BTS. How do we get there? 
Uh, and then, <laughs> speaking of which, these uh, talking about kids not going to school and uh, and uh, getting a job. Apparently, Hyundai is uh, employing like child laborers, and I'm not talking about in like Korea or like in a third world country or Mexico or China. I'm talking about in America. There are three kids, their siblings in Alabama. That was like caught working in a Hyundai factory. Like, and the only reason they knew this this kid was like working in a Hyundai was because this girl just went missing. She was like fourteen years old. Uh, she went missing. So, <laughs> so then, like the cops were looking for her. People were looking for her, and it turns out this kid was missing because she was working overtime at a freaking Hyundai Hyundai uh, uh, factory with her two brothers. One of which was one of them was like twelve years old, and the other one was fifteen. Insane. Okay. First of all, I just want to say, uh, maybe, maybe they, maybe they know they know what they're doing. Maybe these kids are in the right track. Maybe they're like, school's not for me. I just want to just go kill it. I just want to kill it. I just want to make money. I just want to hustle. Maybe they're hustling because they saw a Gary V video, and they're like, oh man, this Gary V guy is really motivating me to go like. Uh, put bumpers on a 2023 Hyundai Sonata. Okay, I'm just hustling. I'm trying to make a living for myself. So, uh, yeah, just let these kids work, man. Just give them man money. Give them give them uh, equal pay for equal work. All right? We don't want to give them baby glass ceiling for children. I think they should be... Just let them work. Um... But at the same time, like Hyundai's are just pieces of shits of cars. They they just do like shitty cars. They make shitty cars that I fucking hate. And I only say this because I own one. I do own a Santa Fe Sport. And let me tell you, they they try to suck you into hey this this car is cheap and they are. Um, and they say oh we have a hundred thousand mile warranty for a. For our engines and our transmission and engine, our drivetrain, and they do, and for for like maybe like ten years of some of the cars between like 2010 to like 2017, actually you have a lifetime warranty on your engine. But guess what? Your fucking warranty is worthless. I've been having issues with this Hyundai for a long time. You know, I mean, I already got one. It took me like two years to like to get my engine replaced one time because they just took forever to find out what was wrong with it. And now I'm having the same issues, the oil consumption. I'm trying to get this fixed. And they're like, oh, yeah, we could, we could diagnose it for you. But it's, it might. It might. There's a 50-50% chance that you have to pay $400 to get it diagnosed. And I'm like, why do I have to do this when you have a warranty? Is it because you guys are having kids make your cars? Is that what's going on? Is that why these cars are so shitty made? You have kids make them and you're trying to make me pay for their mistake? Get out of here, dude. That's... That's insane, dude. But yeah, just don't don't buy Kias or Hyundai's owned by the same pair. They're terrible cars. You know, I'm having the same issue. I'm trying to have this car fixed, but they're just shitty cars. I'd rather pay a thousand, ten thousand dollars more and buy a Toyota because Japanese the Japanese know how to make a great good car, all right? That's all I'm saying. Anyway, guys, this is another solo episode. It's about 32, 33 minutes in. I think I'm going to end it here. I have a show coming up, comedy show, on December 9th, which is a Friday in San Francisco, Emperor Norton's Booze Land in the Tenderloin, or some people call it the Tendy. 
please come out to these shows, guys, if you uh, like to support me in this podcast. The 30 people that watch this, I don't know where you guys are at. Some of you guys are in Germany, apparently. Um, bring back nuclear, guys. Bring back nuclear because I'm heavily invested in nuclear energy. And I want to get... I want to get rich. All right? Buy nuclear. Build nuclear factories because I want to get rich. Okay? That's all I care about. Speaking of which, uh, yeah, my show, December 9th, Friday, San Francisco's comedy show. Comedy is going really well. It's not going real well. I'm I'm, I'm finally getting booked like freaking a year and a half in. You know, I, I, I shout out to the Jewish community. I got booked on a Jewish show. I got booked pretty regularly at uh, at this uh at this bar who runs comedy shows every day you know I, mean? I got my own show the only show i'm not getting booked at is this asian show so uh you know uh, i'm just gonna say they're racist to themselves to their own people i mean anyway thank you guys for listening to me ramble i'm trying to get more people uh onto this podcast you guys seem to like those more i uh, go watch the old episodes with me and my comedy partner abe Rabinowitz, there's two of them. I did one with uh, some kid that works at Punchline. A comedian is very funny. He lost his virginity. His name is Jared Senna. He lost his virginity recently through comedy. I mean, I talked to a real estate agent that's just killing it in uh, in the online dating. I talked to a bar owner in San Francisco. There's a lot of good content out there for you guys. So uh, please support like, comment, subscribe, follow me on Instagram, and uh, I'll see you guys on the next one. Peace!